It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Lana McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him to the Best Coast Boys podcast. Uh, Landon, what's going on, sir? Not a ton. You know, uh, we are still counting down to uh, training camp. Uh, the the, the drumbeat of news is starting to get louder as uh, as, peop- as football players are clearly spending a- too much time away from facilities. And huh. now we're starting to see... You know, police reports and the things scary happening. Time of the season, right? Scary time of the offseason for sure. Yeah. So, uh, but we're going to focus uh, on continuing uh, our positional review. And, and and this may be a supersized show, uh, Marcus, just because we're covering a position where it feels like there are a ton of players here and certainly a ton of players worth talking about. And it's, 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 it's an interesting group to say the least. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about the Cowboys linebackers and uh, we're <laughs> a lot of guys to mention here. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be doing this kind of quickly going through one guy. Uh, but let's let's start with this. I'm going to ask you two questions. Mm-hmm. Number one, who is the best linebacker on this team right now, oh, and who will it be by week 18 of the regular season? <sighs> um, I you know I I think that it might be it might be Jalen Smith right now, and <laughs> uh, it, it, it it really you know it's tough because I feel like. Uh, there's a very high possibility that that could be Leighton Vander Esch um, and that, uh, you know, he's kind of bounced back from, from what we saw last year. Uh, but at, at this point, you know, I mean, it, at, at least, you know, Jalen's staying on the field and, and <laughs> I mean, he, he may make mental errors and there may be problems in the run game uh, a lot, but I think he, he may be the guy that you, you, you most rely on at least early on, which is, you know, I, I, it's tough to say because, like I said, we haven't even seen Keanu Neal play linebacker yet necessarily. We, That's what, you know, that was going to be my answer, honestly. Yeah, yeah, and that might be the right answer. I mean, yeah. it, it's just that we haven't seen it yet, so it's it's kind of hard to know. But I, 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 you know, I certainly would not at all be surprised if we go out to training camp and, and Keanu Neal is immediately the best linebacker on the field. And then by the end of the season, it's Micah probably. Probably Micah. Yeah, I would think so, unless you know somebody else. At least Jabril Cox is even better than we imagined he would be, and it just kind of uh, shoots to the moon. But I, 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 yeah, I mean, I think just with that blend of skill set and 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 you know of a, a renewed focus on football, um, I think you know it, it's it would be surprising. Like Parsons outpaces it. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right. Um, I, I don't even know where to start. Let's start with some of the veteran guys, and we'll work our way down, Landon. Okay. Jalen Smith. Um, obviously had struggled last year. Was a little bit better in 2019. Was a Pro Bowl level player in 2018, and then struggled in 2017. Is is this the last year of Jalen Smith in Dallas? You know, it's it, it certainly feels that way. You know, it certainly feels like unless he can really, uh, you know, have some kind of career resurgence, which, you know, I certainly don't think is outside the realm of possibility no, no. Uh, with, with, with the change in defense and just kind of, you know, better, uh, you know, a, a, a new, a fresh start on, uh, with the new defense. Uh, it's it's definitely a make or break season for Jalen. You know, a lot of it has to do with, with the contract he signed. And, and, and I think, you know, that's, it, it seemed like a good idea, uh, you know, for the front office at the time, just to try to get ahead of things. Um, and, and, you know, they, the Cowboys have done this on several different fronts before, and, and it's worked about 50, 50% of the time, I would say, um, you know, I, I think he, I, I think there were t- a lot of times last year where he was falling victim to what was happening in front of him. And, and, and a lack yeah. of talent in front of him. Um, and, and there were definitely times when it felt like he was uh, forced to try to make the defensive tackles right uh, and, and, and you know, forced to kind of cover two gaps in, in the run game because of, uh, of an inability to get any kind of push or, or to, to maintain a gap by the defensive tackles. <laughs> I mean, is it going to get better this year? I think it is. I, I, I think because that, I'm not I think- sure, though. I, I don't necessarily trust those guys in front of him yet. I understand that, and and I, 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 but I have more concerns this year about how we're going to generate a pass rush in the middle of, of the defensive line than being able to keep blockers off the uh, off the linebackers simply because you've got someone like Urban, you've got someone like Bohana, you know, you've got some more of these guys. I mean, say what you will uh, about a guy like Carlos Watkins, like I mean, I think he can two gap, he can you know maintain a, a, a blocker at the line of scrimmage uh, and, and keep keep at least your linebackers clean. Uh, you know, those aren't incredibly valuable guys, and ultimately at the end of the day, we're only talking about the run game. Uh, but I do f- at least feel better about them doing that with the personnel that they have this year than they had you know certainly last year. Um, but but is that enough to to make Jalen you know and 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 a, a better player a, a player worth the contract that he's in? That's that's the million dollar question. I, and I and clearly there's a reason that they brought in all these linebackers, right? I mean mm-hmm. they they signed one in free agent, they drafted two relatively high that they feel feel good about. Um, so you know clearly uh, no one's job is completely secure. No, it's certainly no. not Jalen's. You know the one thing I will say about Jalen compared to the other linebackers on this team is I feel like he's the only one that has a set in stone role and position, mm-hmm. right? Like he's the middle linebacker of this team. Like he's not going to play weak side linebacker. He's not really a strong side linebacker. Some of these other guys, and we're going to get to Leighton Van Der Esch in a second, like I don't know what his best spot is. I don't even know what Micah Parsons' best spot is yet, right? And I do think because there's at least some – hey, we know what Jalen is and what he does. There's some familiarity there, and maybe that's why he'll be the week one starter against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be I, – I think he can, you know, have a little bit more flex and, and play – I think he can play Sam if you needed him to and, and, and if you wanted if you that If you needed back. him to, but I really feel but, like he's a middle linebacker through But I agree that I feel like he's, uh, you know, in a situation where you you, you very clearly know what his skill set yep. is yep. Um, and, and you know what he can do well and not well and, and kind of – and I guess that that brings us to Leighton Vander Esch, where 
I mean, the, the real problem here is is not just injury. It's that you, you get inconsistent play at this point from him, even when he's healthy. I mean, what you saw from him his rookie year was just this incredible, complete athlete at, at the position who was able to play the run game and the pass equally well. Uh, and then, you know, you saw some struggles the you know, the following year uh, up until he got injured that, mm-hmm. you know, you were concerned about. And then the hope was you know, going into last year, we weren't even sure if he was going to play uh, yeah. or, or what, or what the status was. So, uh, you know, he, he, you know, comes out automatically says, Hey, I'm playing. It's not a thing. And then he comes back out and you see kind of a little bit more of the same where he just doesn't look as certain as he did uh, previously. He doesn't look as confident um, you know, I, I've noticed a lot more balance issues and, yes, and issues with being able one, to stay yeah. on his feet and, and like all this, uh, you know, this stuff that didn't really show up on tape his first year, all these problems that he just didn't have his rookie year, uh, seemingly, you know, not so much a ton, but it felt like he was missing more tackles mm-hmm. and, 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 or at least getting his hands on guys that in previous years, he, they would never escape. And now they're able to slip off his tackles. So, you know, I, look, the issues with Leighton are, are are a multitude, right? It's it's injury, it's technique, uh, it's consistency, uh, and they kind of all are feeding into each other a little bit, I would imagine as well. So the question now becomes: Okay, you know, he's mostly healthy coming in throughout this offseason. He didn't really necessarily have to do deal with offseason surgeries the way right, that right. he had. Uh, I think it's previously. the healthiest he's been since the rookie season, right? I, I think that's fair. Yeah. So the question, the question is, is that enough to kind of get him back on track to being the linebacker that we saw his rookie year, or is is the the Leighton Vanderesh that we've seen the last I don't know, it's ten games or whatever it is, mm-hmm. just who he is, is that who he is? And if that's the case, yeah. then I mean, I would say that he's even more on the hot seat than Jalen is for sure. My, my problem with Vanderesh is I just feel like he's such a clunky fit in Dan Quinn's defense, right? Because Dan Quinn's defense is all predicated on speed, right? And if we've learned anything about Leighton Van Der Esch over the last three years is he's not somebody that's great taking on blocks. So that kind of, you know, excludes him from being a middle linebacker, right? He's just not a middle linebacker. So that makes him a weak side linebacker, okay? But the problem is Dan Quinn wants a lot of speed there. And Van Der Esch is very athletic, but I think Dan Quinn has a different type of athlete in mind for that weak side guy, right? He really wants the 225 pound guy that can change direction and cover running backs really well. And while Van Resch is really good in, in like drop zones, he's just not that type of athlete. He doesn't have the, like the quick twitch of a key on O'Neal or a Dion uh, Jones who, you know, the Falcons had. So where does he play in this defense? I don't know. Yeah. And, and frankly, you know, it was a concern when, I mean, at least, you know, something that I've talked about when they first drafted him is is that you know he's not too different a a, a player than than Jalen Smith, right? No, like they're ex- very similar, except for he's worse at taking on blocks and better in coverage. Yeah, and 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 that's not such a great combination to have together, right? No, like no. You, you, they don't accentuate each other. They they kind of just have very similar weaknesses. And um and and so that makes it you know, kind of a an exploitable duo. So, and, and so, so let me ask you this. Let me flip this around. Mm-hmm. Of the linebackers on the team right now, which is the best combination, or you know, the best pairing with Van Because that I don't know. Like who is with, the best with guy to play Yeah. Um well, I mean, that's the problem, right? Yeah. Is that yeah. I mean, really, because 
I mean, if you're talking Bobby about pure skill set, yeah, yeah. If you're talking about well, if you're talking about pure skill sets, then I, I would say that yeah, Jalen. But but the problem is, is that you 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 would rather have you, you kind of just need Leighton Vanderesh to be better at taking on blocks. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. ultimately, yeah. at the end of the day, you kind of just need him to play middle linebacker, and he's just not good at it he's just that's not what he does well he's you know he spent all his time at boise state slipping blocks uh and and that's what they taught him at 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 boise state was to slip blocks and not necessarily to take on blocks so uh that's the technique he's he's been using and um you know like i said his rookie year he didn't have any problem getting to where he needed to go to make tackles and and and, but as teams have figured out that they can get bodies on him and, and and slow him down and 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 it's not even just slowing him down marcus it's like like he gets once he gets engaged, like he kind of like loses his sense of where he is in the play. At yeah, times, it's over. You know, yeah. And so it's 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 just to, to answer your question, I, I guess the answer is Jalen Smith. But you but, don't spend I mean, the twelfth pick in the draft if you feel good about Jalen and Vandrush coming back. You know what I mean? Like it's clear that they wanted something different. <laughs> Listen, the, the answer is probably it. A, you know, twelve months from now, it doesn't matter, right? Because there's yeah, a good exactly. chance neither of these guys are on the team. I mean, the, the the bottom line is it doesn't really matter who pairs well with Layton is because you need a linebacker who can go out there and cover. And if mm-hmm. you've got Jalen and Layton out there, you don't really have that linebacker. No. So it, it does, you know, it, all of this moot unless you got a guy out there who can do something in the pass coverage game for for this defense. Um, and 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 if you put both Layton and Jalen out there, you're just continuing to expose yourself. And, and frankly, that's why they bring in guys like uh, uh, Parsons and Neal. And, it, and it's sort of thing, so. it's why I still think, even though the Cowboys have said so many different ways that they're not trading Layton Vanderush, it still makes sense on paper to trade him because it's one guy out of the room. I do think he has some trade value. You know, some whether it's just a fifth or sixth round pick. I just I. I We'll see. Unless he plays significantly better, I have a hard time envisioning this working out for the Cowboys. The numbers are just – I mean, and we, we'll talk about it. There's just too many linebackers. And, and if you, too when many you've linebackers. Got, when you've got too many linebackers and you've got, you know, a, a, one or two guys who just can't seem to pair well with almost anybody, you know, what are we doing? Like, let's yeah. just – Yep. cut bait and like see if we can get something for him and and or, or so one of these guys right and, and then yep. try to figure out the best pairing to play with all right let's take a quick break so i can tell you guys about bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season is in full swing and you can track all of the action on bet online before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, let's continue to talk about the veterans. Keanu Neal, the Cowboys signed him to a one-year deal worth $5 million. He is making the transition from box safety to weak side linebacker. 
which basically means he's playing the exact same position that he did <laughs> with the Falcons. Uh, I actually thought he played pretty well last year, uh, played 15 games, had over 100 tackles. Uh, it's pretty clear by the end of the season that he was recovered from his, I believe it was his uh, knee, uh, torn ACL. What are we expecting from him here this year, and how much do we expect him to play? You know, I mean, I I, I expect him to play a lot, I think. Um you know, the question is the role. And I think that he is probably your day one nickel linebacker starter. You know, I, I think whether or not uh, – uh, I mean, we just talked about it. You don't you don't want to go back into a season where you're forced to play Jalen and Layton in known yes, passing downs. You know, I think – and that's why you bring in a guy like Keanu Neal is so that you can have a safety playing linebacker for you who can do a little bit more in coverage. I mean, you know, look, he, he had gotten a little bit uh, – uh, slow for the safety position, right? Sure. Or at least, you know, the assignments that were being required for a true safety, right? I mean, he still clearly was very good at what he what he does well, right? Being a box safety, covering in short and drop zones in the hook, in the curl. Uh, he could still do all those things all day. And I think he could still do things like, you know, some limited coverage on running backs, tight ends, and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. But, you know, asking him as a strong safety to – go out into the slot and cover, you know, this the kind of player that you're seeing being put in the slot nowadays, that may have been a little bit too much for him. So uh, I think that the move to kind of a nickel linebacker role, which really accentuates what he does well, which is finding the football in the run game, uh, you know, short zones, and keep taking on uh, that caliber of, of uh, skill player that he would be matched up in man coverage from that position. I think those are things that he should be able to do really well. And it really accentuates his, his skill set. The question now becomes, how does he get deployed? And, and I think, to me, it's very clear that, you know, if you can find a, find a way to just kind of keep him, at least early on, in the nickel and dime packages, if he like, if he feel if you feel like he could do more, then maybe you could start putting him in, in some of these early base p- packages. Because I think that's really where he's going to have the, the most difficult transition, right? Because he's not used to playing behind a three, not necessarily regularly behind a three technique, you know, and, 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 the, and, and reading the keys and cues to, to kind of flow to the to flow in the run game. It's, it's just kind of a slightly different angle. So uh, you could put him at a nickel linebacker spot. He's done that before clearly in, in some form or fashion, or at least it's very similar to what he does as a strong safety. Um, and, and I think, you know, as you're seeing how he develops as a, a true off ball linebacker, you know, maybe you start subbing him in more for Leighton or, or you know, subbing him in more for mm-hmm. whoever ends up at will and, and, and seeing if he can do more on base downs. My hope for the Cowboys defense this year, this year is they're not so stuck on these are our 11 starters and these are our backups oh, yeah. we rotate in. Like, honestly, Leighton, week one against Tampa Bay, I'm not messing – I mean, I'm not messing with Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith as the starters. Just put Keanu Neal in there. Like, he's going to have to cover Giovanni Bernard – and some of those running backs out of the backfield. I'd rather just have him playing in space than Van Der Esch or Jalen, who Brady's just going to pick on the entire game long, right? Like, just give me the best guys against a certain scheme. Uh, maybe yeah. there's other games where, you know, you're going up against a team that uses a lot of two tight ends, and it doesn't make sense to have Keanu Neal playing 75% of the snaps. That's where I would like to see the Cowboys defense get to, not where it's just multiple, but – where they specifically designed the starters for that week around the offense and that game plan. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I think the, the idea of us having, you know, and really it's an outdated conversation to talk about starters versus. It is, you know, but, all but of- for some reason, a lot of teams are so dead set on these are starters. 
we're not going to rotate them off the field no matter who we're playing and it gets them killed deploying personnel groups that are appropriate to what the offenses that they're facing that's the key yeah. finding a way to have matchup specific personnel groups depending on who you're playing that week that's the key and having all these types of linebackers uh, again we still feel like there's probably an extra one but even if they decide not to trade Leighton Vanderson even if they decide to or, or whomever let's say they keep all these linebackers if they decide to do that the, the positive side of that is that you can still use this in combination with all the variety of kind of different players that you have on the defensive line to mix and match your fronts to better, you know, match up with what you're facing week to week. So I, you know, you and I have, have been banging the table for this. The good news is that we're hearing the, all the right things from Quinn uh, about it, that it's, it's a week to week thing. Mm-hmm. It's a matchup. It's a matchup thing. It's, 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 it's the person, our personnel versus your personnel, you know, trying to ham fist it like, like Marinelli. And and again, that kind of just goes back to the point and the differences between Marinelli and Quinn, right? Is that Marinelli, Hey, these are our guys. We're going to teach these guys how to be as good as they can at what they do and and then, and hopefully beat you with, 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 with Marinelli, with Quinn, they, he still wants them to play fast, but that doesn't mean that you can't mix and match your personnel to get the situ get your players in a situation to best perform. And I think that's where we're going to really see the difference between how these linebackers play in the previous situations and how they're playing now. All right, let's finish up Finish up the uh, veterans. And listen, who has a better chance to make this team, Francis Bernard or Luke Gifford? We don't have to spend a lot of time on these guys. Yeah. Bernard did not do a lot last year. Uh, Gifford has been a training camp darling for the last two years. Do we have any high hopes for either of these guys? I mean, it's – it's not maybe Bernard just it, it just because he's a little bit younger maybe the coaching staff but but I mean for Gifford it's like a lot of these guys without without uh, uh, someone who is supporting them sponsor, or promoting basically. them yeah. sponsor yeah it's, yeah it's 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 really difficult for especially with the numbers right now right yeah. it's it's just gonna be really difficult for them to make it. Uh, that's funny that you pick Bernard because I think it's Gifford just because he's far more athletic he's better in coverage. Uh, Francis Bernard would be like slow for their defensive tackles. So uh, I think that's, <laughs> that's a bit of a problem. It, uh, that's a good point. It's going to come down to who's better on special teams. And the answer could be neither, right? Like if the Cowboys find somebody through waivers or free agency that has more speed and more experience on special teams, I wouldn't be surprised if they go that direction. So uh, I don't have my hopes up for either, but you will probably see a ton of them in the hall of fame game, which is in what? Three oh weeks. yeah. Three weeks. Very yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the absolute best-tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste absolutely fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN, and you'll get $10 off your next box at BuiltBar.com. I also want to tell you about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck 
right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com today all right let's talk about the two rookies we've spent a ton of time talking about micah parsons where he's going to play how the cowboys are going to use him uh well just in general what are your expectations for him this year do you think he's a full-time starter by the end of the year do you think he's going to get five six sacks? what are you expecting from the the number 12 pick you know, I think it's going to be uh, – uh, it's hard to determine right now because I, I do think that either one of those paths or, or maybe a combination of those paths are possible for him, right, where he uh, – maybe at first he's being kind of deployed as kind of a, 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 a joker, joker, right, where you basically are – you could put him in as a pass rusher on some downs. You put him in as a linebacker in some downs. Again, going back to what we just discussed, deploying – personnel packages that make sense for the defense for the offenses you're facing maybe one week it makes a lot of sense to deploy uh uh, uh parsons as a as a blitzer or or, or, or as a pure pass rusher Th- they'll put him out there for that obviously i think the, the eventually at the end of the day you want him as a starting linebacker who can also do some extra things as you need him yeah. Um, and then yeah. and then backfill his position uh, that he would normally be playing with with one of the guys you know either Cox or uh, 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 you know Neil or whomever to kind of take his spot when he mm-hmm. goes down to go pa- rush the passer or whatever. So uh, I think you know obviously they're starting him out at middle linebacker just to kind of learn the ropes, and then it's obviously easy to go from Will from Mike if you need to. They're clearly also giving him lots of reps as a pass rusher uh, just to kind of get him used to that, to seeing what what, you, what you've got there. Um, so I, I think that you're definitely going to see snaps of him as a pass rusher. Uh, but, the, but the plan for the vast majority, I think early on especially – will be to try to work him in as a linebacker uh, until he just takes that job and then becomes the guy that's, you know, the full-time starter at the position and everyone's basically rotating kind of next to him. Can, can I go ahead and predict a storyline or a headline that's going to happen? Oh boy. Now are you ready? Yes. Please. Micah Parsons feeling more confident after playing multiple positions as a rookie. Like they're just going to, I promise you this is going to be the story next off season. They're, they're going to call him. It's probably already written, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're going to fit him at one spot and he's going to feel more comfortable because last year he was learning too many different positions. I get it. They're trying to just find ways to get him on the field. I don't blame him at all. I do think we'll see his best play once they finally figure out, Hey, he's a middle linebacker that just plays downhill. That's just where he's best at. Once he gets more experience taking on blocks, reading keys, he'll be just fine. Uh, the entire show today, Lena, was just uh, 25 minutes, so get rid of all that stuff so we can talk about Jabril Cox, the Finally. most important linebacker Finally. on this team. Yes. Um, <laughs> do we expect him to have any role as a rookie, or do you think the Cowboys are kind of going to redshirt him on defense? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, just uh, there's a lot of <laughs> – there's a lot of kind of conflicting angles there. You know, the the thing about it is that he could very well be the best coverage linebacker on the team. I, I think like, he is. day one. <laughs> well, I mean, I think Keanu Neal probably might have yeah, something yeah. to say. I, I mean, he's just so he's just so good at it. He just has uh, such a nice feel for. Him. But you're probably right. Just overall, Neal's better. Yeah, and and so my thought process there is that you know, the thing that's that's difficult is that because he's so good at, at a skill that is so highly desired, I, I feel like it's going to push his uh, uh, the need to push it, put him on the field earlier yeah. than we kind of expect. 
but the downward pressure there is that you've got five linebackers ahead of him, you know, yeah. and and yeah. and all with probably better um more skins on the wall. I mean, well, right? Yeah, at least more right to be on the field or more yep. reason to be on the yep. field than, than Cox, right? So, like, whether it's, you know, because of investment in contract or investment in draft pick, you know, like, the, he's got guys who have priority yeah. over him in, in the pecking order, I guess, at least to start out training camp. So, it's really going to be all based on on, on how he plays. I, I don't – I think what ha- will happen is if he gets out there and he's just lighting it up and no one can get away from him – I don't think they'll they'll shy away from playing him. I agree. Um, I agree. But I think if he goes out there and he looks like a rookie linebacker who's still kind of learning his way, there's no reason to to to, to you know push the gas on that. There's no reason to to force him into this. Like there is yes. every ability for this team to kind of slow roll him in. Honestly, I think he's talented enough that even with that process, uh, even with the kind of slow roll into 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 the into the lineup process, I, I can't imagine that he isn't getting playing time by the end of the season. Um, just because I, I think he, you know, just because of what happens over a lot, we got a, an extended season as well. Uh, so I, I just think that it, because of uh, injuries, because of uh, the ascension of young talented players, even a slow process for Jabril Cox. I, I don't know if it'll be a redshirt year, maybe a redshirt half season. Yeah. I think a very realistic, you know, kind of arc for Jabril Cox would be get a home on special teams, right? Like try to be on all the core special team stuff. And then by the time we get to, let's say, late November, December, try to see if you can get five, 10 snaps on defense and then have the hope be going into the 2022 training camp that, hey, we've got Micah, who's a starter. We've got, let's say we bring back Vander Esch and then we've got Jabril Cox and those are our three guys. Like, I think that's kind of what you want to work towards. I, I I think it's unrealistic to think that he earns a starting job this year. I think it's unrealistic unless they have a bunch of injuries that he's playing yeah, 70 sure. snaps a game. It's just not going to happen. But we do want to see him kind of gradually working his way out of the field and hopefully being ready for a competition for snaps by 2022. Yeah, I mean, I, I think – yeah, I am because I think like the, the truth is is that you know you, you don't want to push him too hard because you do have future you do have plans for him in the future, um, and and you and you don't want to like uh, uh, you don't want to not put him on the field when you need him you know so I yeah, I, I think yeah. that there is a chance that you know, as the season goes on you're going to need him more and more so mm-hmm. uh, I think it's important that he's you know involved early on special teams he's active, I think he, right he's on he's the field got, yeah. he's out there on the you know getting snaps however he's getting them i agree if, so, if someone gets hurt if someone gets hurt or needs a breather give him three snaps you know get yep. him get his feet wet on defense because i think by the end of the year you're likely going to need his skill set yep and even if it's just on a third and 15 you know get him on yeah. the field just to just to you know get his ears wet Again, find packages, find packages for all yes. these players. There's no reason yep. to just kind of sub in and out. Find groups that make sense together, mm-hmm. that make sense with what the with, with what you're facing uh, in the offense. That's the best way to get these players out I there agree. to get experience and to get them to, uh, playing at their to their best abilities because you're accentuating their talents. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Continue to support us on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnCowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Uh, we'll be off on Friday. We'll be back on Monday to continue our training camp previews. Uh, so we'll see you guys then. 
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 